Respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV, is a virus of the respiratory system that infects people of all ages during the winter, causing colds. But in infants and young children, it can lead to much more severe illnesses like pneumonia. Despite its huge global impact, we still don't have a vaccine for RSV. And Dr Ruth Caron from John Hopkins University explains why to Chris Smith. We've known about RSV for over 50 years. We've had a lot of difficulty in developing vaccines. There were some efforts a long time ago in the 1960s that were really not successful. And I think because of those, we've had to work extra hard to have different methods to develop vaccines against this disease. And that's what you've now managed to do? We have a breakthrough that we think will help lead to an RSV vaccine for infants and young children. What we've done is altered the virus so that it's missing a piece of its machinery. It's missing a gene. What taking out this piece of viral machinery does is it changes the virus so that you can have less infectious virus, which is we need a little bit of infection to have a live viral vaccine, but there is more of the viral protein, so you get better immunity with less replication of the virus. And if you disable the virus in this way, how do you grow it in order to make stocks of this vaccine that you can then administer? In cells, it can still grow quite well. It can grow well enough to produce enough infectious virus to administer. And this is a vaccine that is administered by nose drop. But what we found in our small study that involved young children is that it didn't replicate very much, but it seemed to produce really good antibody responses. Essentially, you're infecting a small number of cells in the nasal passages of these children and turning them into virus factories, which then inform and educate the immune system. This is what I look like. And then when the real RSV comes along, the wild-type nasty one, because the immune system's already primed, then they're already protected. That's exactly right. What we found is that a very small number of children who were exposed to the virus naturally in the community during the course of the wintertime seem to have a really, really good antibody response to the virus, but they didn't seem to get sick with the virus, which is exactly what we would hope for. Therefore, if you translated this to the general population and you did a big study with lots of kids, what would the effectiveness of the vaccine be? How many cases do you think you could prevent of children being admitted to hospital with the severe symptoms they would otherwise have? I think these are early days, and I think it's really important to emphasize that this is just a very first study, and a lot more work needs to be done. But what we would hope in the U.S., and I think in in many countries like the U.S., RSV is the most frequent cause of hospitalization in the very first year of life. So this could prevent, it could prevent many, many hospitalizations each year. And does RSV mutate or change as it goes from one person to the next? Because this happens with flu, which is why we have to keep giving the vaccine every year. Would this require repeat vaccination in children to protect them from RSV or would one shot be enough? 
Well, I think we need to do more work to understand how long this immunity would last. But one of the really good things about RSV is it doesn't change very much from year to year and from person to person in the same way flu does. So we don't anticipate that we would have to give annual vaccinations against RSV the way we need to for influenza. Your present study was what's dubbed a phase one trial. This means small number of people, you just give the agent and see if it's safe for a start. Any other effect is a bonus. The next step is going to be phase two testing. When are you going to do that? The NIH, which originally developed the vaccine, has additional vaccines that contain this same removal of the gene, of the M22 gene, and testing of those vaccines is currently underway. Ruth Caron from Johns Hopkins University, with her study published in Science Translational Medicine.